Hi, I'm Dr. Akiva Down. And I'm Rabbi Avi Green. And welcome to Interesting Questions. In this podcast, we'll be addressing issues that are philosophical, religious, and psychological in nature, and exploring some of the deeper questions as we go into Season 2. We will be focusing on that which is considered to be controversial, and there may not be a right or wrong answer. So we are hoping that our discussions will yield more questions for your Shabbos table. Shavua Tov, we hope everyone had a great week, and here we go with the second Mishnah in Pirkei Avot of Perek Bet. Rabban Gamliel, Benosha Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Omer, Rabban Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, would say, Yafet Talmud Torah im Derech Eretz. The learning of Torah is better when it goes with Derech Eretz. And we're going to talk about what Derech Eretz means because it could mean an occupation or it could mean appropriate behavior. Shigiat Shnehem Mishkachat Avon. Because the two of them makes work forgotten. Meaning the two of them, Talmud Torah and Erech Eretz, make work forgotten. V'chol Torah she'ein imam and any Torah that does not have with it labor, sofa b'teila v'goreret avon. It will soon cease and brings about sin. V'chol ha'oskim im ha'tzibor, yiyu oskim imahem l'shem shamayim. And anyone who works with the community should be involved for the sake of heaven. She'zuchut avotam misiatam, because the Merit of their fathers should help them, omedet la'ad, and their righteousness should endure forever. And nevertheless, I, meaning God, will bestow upon you a great reward as if you had accomplished the work on your own. So, Akiva. Again, another long Mishnah. We should probably begin at the beginning. And it talks here about Talmud Torah with Derech Eretz. And as I mentioned in the translation, Derech Eretz can have two meanings in Mishnah. One is an occupation, and the second is uh, appropriate behavior, right? that one should act with derech eretz, with uh, the way, literally it means the way of the land, but it could mean with manners and with social niceties. So Akiva, speak to us a little bit about this idea of derech eretz being a, a social appropriateness, social nicety. I'm going to make a bold statement and say that as important as it is to not judge a book by its cover, is also equally as important as it is to have uh, appropriate derech eretz. Because I think that we've all seen those situations where we've seen someone who they they just they they don't get, they don't present themselves in a good first impression. They either are not clean and not not clean shaven but they they have a straggly beard or they haven't maybe you know br- brushed their hair but 
But when you see them and when you speak with them, they're this warm, knowledgeable, brilliant human being um, who you just want to be around and you don't care whether or not they have a hair out of place. Similarly, we've seen those people who have really the utmost impeccable outward appearance and to be perfectly graphic you go to the bathroom right after them and there's garbage all over the place and you can tell that they just didn't care and somebody else is going to clean it up and and I think that that's really something that speaks miles because the way we behave and behaving with appropriate thought is really so important because because that's what you're you're representing what people are going to decide. You basically, with proper derech eretz, can create for somebody else a first impression that's better for them because people tend to develop their opinions on others based off of what they experience, right? And so we know that, you know, many of us have had the experience of being in a place where there were no Jews and someone comes up to you and says, where are your horns? And they even want to pat the top of your head. Or, for example, if you happen to be blonde-haired and blue-eyed, you might be at college in Orlando and have someone say, how did you become Jewish? Uh, which happened to me, because I apparently don't look like a Jew. F- fun, fa- fancy meeting me there, because I always thought I looked just like me. Um, but suffice to say, people build their experiences based off of that. And so now imagine if you're in that area and they see that you don't have horns or you have blonde hair and blue eyes, but you also drop garbage on the floor or you behave in a loud, uproarious manner in public for no reason. And I'm not talking about, you know, you're excited and you're having a nice time with your with your family. I mean... They see you and you're creating a public display or you're speaking to people with rude, disrespectful language. Um, that means a lot. And I think that if we're taking Derech Eretz to mean what many of us think of when we think of Derech Eretz, which I usually don't think of occupation, I think of behavior and, and behaving in a certain way, that is massively important uh, because it does... Create that, and if we use that as as the as the translation for what we're talking about, then really it goes hand in hand. Because how can one study Torah and not behave a proper appropriately with with proper derecharetz? It's seemingly impossible to not put into action what you learn. And I guess the other piece, and we've talked about this before, the idea of if it means to have an occupation and to learn Torah. You know, I think it also makes sense that the Derech Eretz would be translated that way in some regards because part of what the Torah tells us that we must do is we must be providers. We have to be proper, properly learned and we have to be properly providing for our, our families, ourselves, our loved ones. And it, if you don't, have an occupation, how are you supposed to do that? And I think it's also about saying that giving back to society, right? Derek Heretz, 
proper proper behavior is also to give back to society, is is to be a a, a contributing member to society, and so part of that is providing in the labor market in some way or another. Um, and if we're being intellectually honest, the rest of this Mishnah probably leans more towards having a job because it does talk about that when you're studying and you have a job, there is no time for sin. In other words, right? I'm, I'm, I'm working full time and then I spend my leisure time learning Torah. There isn't time to get into trouble, so to speak. Um, and, and then he follows that up by saying any Torah where there is not labor, and there he was, uses the term malacha, right? Uh, any kind of labor involved, so fa betela, its end will be uh, uselessness, vigorer tavon, and will bring sin in its wake. And so it probably in this case, not unreasonable to believe that Derek Eretz is talking about having a job and contributing in some way to labor in society. Um, the second half of this Mishnah, um, where it talks about that all who work on behalf of the of the community, um, it is their merit that their forefathers will uh, aid them, but it will be as if, but they will receive credit as if they did it themselves. Um, brings to mind a letter I read in a recent. Uh, Jewish newspaper. It was an anonymous letter written by an educator who talked about the fact that he and his wife were both educators in the New York area. They made a total of $75,000 a year income. With their four children, their tuition bills were $40,000. And that was before housing, food. Um, and, and so I know that I am biased on this topic because I work in 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 the field of Oskim Bitsar in the needs of the community. Um, but I think it's important to recognize that in some for some people that is also their Derecheretz, that is also their Milacha, right? And so that is an important way to to give back. Um, and people need to be compensated for it appropriately also. As we look at the end, this idea, this very interesting idea of that the zuchut avot, the merit of our ancestors, will help us with the work we are doing for the community, and yet it's like, the, uh, like we did it ourselves, reminds me of a, a Rashi in Sefer Bamidbar that talks about... Um, when Moshe is, is choosing people to help support all of the things that he's about to do, and uh, Eldad and Medad begin to have uh, visions in the camp, and one of the, one of the young men runs and tells Moshe, there are people in the camp who have visions also. And Moshe says, if only all of B'nai Israel had these these nevuot, these these visions, these prophecies, that it should only be so. And Rashi there says that this idea of Torah being like a lit candle, or Moshe being like a lit candle, that one can spread Torah from one person to the next without 
just like a candle can spread fire from one candle to the next without the original being diminished, so too someone can spread Torah from one person to the next without the original being diminished. And I can say from personal experience that when teaching that Torah, you often find yourself learning and understanding it in an even better or a different way, and so it can enhance that fire, and it can enhance that flame even more than it diminishes it. That being said, Akiva, I would like your take on this idea that the ancestors are helping, but at the same time, we get credit as if we have done it ourselves. Right, so this almost reminds me of when there's a graduation or uh, a bar bat mitzvah or a wedding and the parents are beaming with pride and they want to talk about, if it hadn't been for me, you wouldn't have blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think that the important aspect to that is that, like, like we said, it's not viewed as a lesser accomplishment by the individual who achieved that monumental milestone. Um, someone who graduates, whether or not they were given support, which one would hope they were given support by family, by loved ones, by their community, it doesn't lessen the value or the fact that they did this by themselves. Similarly, somebody who learns their bar mitzvah parsha and and is able to do whatever level of beautiful job that they can do, you know, yeah, they thank their family, they thank whoever helped them to learn. But we don't say, well, you know, guess what, now, because you only learned it because of the grace of your, your bar mitzvah teacher, you only have to do certain of the mitzvot. Right? We, don't, we don't give them less of the responsibility, and I think that's an important thing also to remember, because this whole piece... This whole Mishnah is talking about, in part, the importance of the responsibility of doing the learning of Torah, of doing Derech Eretz, of Avodah, of Malacha, and, and that you're doing all these things and you're doing it to kind of tie it back in with the last Mishnah. You're doing it for yourself and you're doing it for your community. And the idea that this would hopefully bring upon generation after generation of these kinds of behaviors is significantly valuable. But it's not less than, and it's not less important or of in any way diminished by the idea that you have big shoes to fill and by the idea that others may have helped you along the way. I think a lot of people get this idea of independence and they say, I want to do things myself. I have this all the time. People tell me, I want to be really independent. Well, you want to be really independent. What does that mean? And, and they say, well, you're, I have to be self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. What is self-sufficient? Does that mean that you know how to do everything yourself? Does that mean that if your sink breaks, you don't call a plumber? Or if your electrical socket isn't working, you open it up and see what happens. Some of us have that attitude and some of us do those things and some of us know that we can do those things to a degree and then we stop and say, hmm, I better get some help. And similarly, we have some people who have taught themselves how to lane. We have people who have taught themselves how to 
learn another how to, how to, they've taught themselves another language. One would argue that you don't teach yourself any of that by yourself, though, because right, we know that self-help, it's, it doesn't really exist, because if you did it yourself, you didn't need the help in the first place. Suffice it to say, I see a lot of people who try and obviously work through their issues by themselves, and sometimes they work through their, their difficulties by using substances. And unfortunately, then they end up with two things, or three or more, uh, that are difficulties that they're struggling with, because that's not the way that we improve upon things. That's not the way that we get better. Um, what we know is that to be independent is to know how to use your resources and your tools in an appropriate and healthy way. It means you call a plumber if your sink breaks and you're not a plumber or you don't know what you're doing. It means that rather than electrocute yourself, you call an electrician. And it means that if you want to become a Torah scholar, you get a chavrusa. You learn with other people. Maybe you're even lucky enough to have a rabbi to learn with who probably knows a lot more than you know. And if you're struggling with mental health difficulties, you get help from someone who is aware of how to help and what not to do. And it's not a weakness. It's not a lack of independence. It's not a lack of strength. It's a strength to know what you can and cannot do. And I think that to be to be mindful of the fact that whether you've used assistance, whether it's from your past knowledge or generations from before, whether it's from your experiences, or whether it's just because you have a parent who sits on you night and day to make you keep your nose in the book, it, it doesn't take away from the merit of your accomplishment. Our question for around the Shabbos table this week goes all the way back to the beginning of the Mishnah and our first definition of Derech Eretz, which is appropriate social behavior. And I encourage you to commit yourself for a week to finding one small thing you can do, public or private, that increases your Derech Eretz. So it might be putting the cart back at the shopping center or it might be holding the door open for someone in your life, or it might be giving someone a smile every morning and saying good morning when you see them. But what way can you increase Derech Eretz in your life? Thank you for listening. If you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at iqdiscuss at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and responding.